0: for listening to the ESBC podcast network and the purpose of the podcast is always to make ourselves money. We're not hypocrites, uh, like, uh, politicians from both the right and the left and, uh, athletes from both the right and the left who say they do it for the people. They do it, uh, for mindfulness for the universe. Right. Uh, But no, they're doing it for the money. They are. And it's always, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's why we have, I call him Coach Mike, but his name is Mike Prestonisi from 88 Compliance, which you could talk a little bit about if you want here in the beginning, and uh, Accurate Business Coaching. And the reason that name is so important is because the worst advice you can get, right? The most expensive advice you can get is inaccurate, wrong advice. That's the most expensive advice there is. Uh, he's a successful businessman, has successful, three successful kids, Um, They're all successful for a reason, between him and Mary Jane, been married, uh, you know, 40 years. Uh, All his clients are successful. Uh, So we're very fortunate, lucky and good to have him as we are doing a horse racing true crime series. This is the third part where we talk about maximum security. $12,000 horse that becomes a $39 million horse how and why. Remember, this is horse racing, true crime. And what we do here is we give you information you can't get anywhere else. Thank you, Coach Mike Persinisi, uh, for being here with us.
1: Ah, thank you, Josh. For the introduction, you know, the, the consulting business, which is what you and I do, we consult business people. And in the consulting business, a lot of time, the best thing we can do is listen. Listen to your clients. And A lot of times clients want to share with you their story, their this, their that, whatever. And it's incumbent upon us to listen. But then it comes a point where you say, okay, Josh, let me see if I heard what you said. You said yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Let's turn the page and go to a different direction. Okay. Let's talk about where do you want to be in two years, three years, five years? What's your plan to get there? Listening at the same time now, starting to coach, starting to maybe influence or persuade. And over the years, uh, working with one client that turned into a whole nother company we launched called ADA Compliance Team Incorporated, which is dealing with the disability uh, laws here in California throughout the country. You learn an awful lot about what you know and what you don't know. You and I were talking before the podcast about the more you read, the more you learn, the more you realize you need to keep learning and reading. And we're lifelong learners. You can't stop because now if you stop, you get run over. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to be with you, because you and I have known each other for now 11 and a half, almost 12 years. Most of the time, we agree. Right. (laughs) Every time we don't agree. And I hope the viewers and listeners will get that, that it's okay to disagree with someone. Right. You don't have to blame their, their birthright or their heritage on why you disagree with them. Just say, look, I disagree because, and if you have a valid disagreement, listen to them. And if you don't, say, well... You know, I, I don't understand where you're coming from or how you got to that point. So hopefully through this bo- podcast, people will get that you and I are going to discuss things. But there's always a business side to it. Like in the ADA world, okay? Years ago, lawyers used to be called ambulance chasers. Why? They were always looking for a victim. Right, and what Coach
0: case. Mike does, to just to interject, he monetizes the American and Disabilities Act. Uh, as far as making sure that the regulations are safe for people who are disabled. Yes, we try to make businesses
1: accessible to people who are disabled. In other words, can you park in the parking lot? Can you get in the front door? Can you sit at their restaurant, at their table when they're open? Can you get to their restroom? Can you make the transaction at the counter? And people, people that are able-bodied, like you and I are able-bodied, Josh, we take that for granted someone in a wheelchair it's a whole different world someone who's sight impaired or hearing impaired or they have walks to the cane that's a different world and our job is to just make sure that we help clients become compliant
0: right so what we're going to do is we talked last week about uh jason's service who got arrested right um uh, and we talk about crime, right? What's the motivation for crime? Who does crime and the laws, right? The laws and culture. Uh, the last podcast, we established our opinion. If you have a different opinion with some have given us feedback, let us know if we don't have a monopoly on the truth, but justice in the law are distant cousins at best. And right now this week, uh, to illustrate that and to illustrate our point has been a populist movement that we've talked about here. On the first podcast, we talked about selective prosecution and uh, Robinhood, which is a trading platform. So I have an MBA, securities licenses. So what we do is all topics, especially uh, horse racing, true crime, we tie it in to business and financial concepts that you can monetize in the near term today and in the future. Same thing with sports betting, all right? So uh, maximum security was a, like we mentioned for it was a $12 horse to turn into a $39 million horse that turned into an indictment where hundreds of people got arrested. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the hood off and profile individuals who got arrested and we're going to give you all the information that we have on the crime, the psychology behind the crime and then give you information that you can monetize at the same time. So it's a lot of uh, good information that we're giving you and obviously a heck of a podcast. And we're also going to get into the nuts and bolts of the horse racing uh, industry. We're going to talk first about uh, the claiming process. And within the claiming process, we'll get to the bottom line, which is the bottom line of the last podcast was since as a result of the law and justice being distant cousins, there comes a concept called selective prosecution. And what is it like to prosecution? And I'll have a link to all these people. I'll, have a, I'll give you a link to Dwight Robinson. He's a decent looking white guy. And this decent looking white guy, Sunday school teacher tells me that uh, white collar crime is good. He says white collar crime is good because there's so many crimes being committed that law enforcement does not have the time to prosecute all the crimes So that's why right-collar crime is the preferable, right, uh, crime to commit. And then I sit back and I ask myself, this guy was just inviting me to his church and talking to me about the Holy Spirit, and now he's talking to me about committing crimes, (laughs) which crimes we can get away with. But let's go back and let's not digress. Let's get back to selective prosecution, right? And selective prosecution explains a lot of things in politics and in business. Because as we talked about before, especially on the Sports Betting Podcast, that the reason that our podcast has been so successful, uh, recent, the information in the Sports Betting Podcast is so valuable, is because we work for the people and not the casino. Mm-hmm. So in this week, the last week of January 2018, and 21 and we always mark it because for us since we're forward thinking and we're giving people information that's three to five years ahead of its time all right that the old podcasts, the ones we had two years ago are more valuable than the ones we do today you can learn so i encourage anybody listening to the podcast to listen to all the podcasts from the beginning And I'll make sure on the website, we put the top 10 podcasts in each category so you have them easily accessible because the older podcasts are more valuable than the current ones because we're forward thinking and we're teaching you concepts that you're not worried about the game today. You're worrying about why, who won, and how can I monetize? Because it's all about monetization. It's all about buying groceries. It's all about the high price of gasoline. It's all about paying off your student loans. It's all about buying a house. So all the information that Coach Mike and I are going to talk to you today, they're all focused on actionable information in the near term and in the long term. So this week, uh, a lot of uh, investors, that they call retail investors, normal investors, right? Beat hedge fund managers making millions of dollars a year and cost the hedge fund about uh, $2 billion, right? And they did it by outsmarting them and playing the game and doing something that we talked about on the sports betting podcast that Barstool Sports with Portnoy did in January and February with Penn National, Mm -hmm. which is an old school pump and dump scheme. And it's very simple. You own something for $10 and you go to your church and you, they say, all right, give us a testimony about what God's done for you. And you say, well, I want to praise the Lord because God gave me a hundred dollars that if people invest, it's going to turn into a thousand. So the whole church takes your hundred dollar product, turns it into a $2,000 product. You sell it, right? And that's called pump and dump. What did you do? You... You pumped the church to buy a product that was worth a hundred. Now it's worth two thousand. And then when the last church member bought it, and it's at two thousand, you sell it for the two thousand, yeah. right? And then you leave the church or whatever because uh, the last one that came in, right, the, the dumbest person theory, right, keep, mm-hmm. keeps holding the bag. They lost money, so you go to another church. It's a very short-term strategy: pump and dump. But it's relevant to our true crime, crime podcast because in the first podcast, we brought to you Mike Gill, who, who said that Penn National, right, is tied to the mafia. Okay. And Penn National, right, begat Bar Stool Sports okay. Portnoy, right? Now, Portnoy. He pumped and dumped, got all those people to invest in those stocks he came up with because there weren't no sports. And then he made a ton of money. And a lot of his own people kept holding the bag. He doesn't care because he has a lot of money. He'll ride off into the sunset. Very, very short-term strategy, right? And uh, salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. But as Coach Mike said in the beginning of the podcast, him and I, know each other 12 years because we think long-term. At the end of the day, long-term thinking is higher level thinking, but you gotta make money in the near term as well. So we give you both sides of that, but we stay away from uh, short-term thinking because at the end of the day, short-term thinkers, the vast majority of the people can end up holding the bag and those are the people who are unemployed, people who invest in money and got in trouble with their wives, significant unders, because that money didn't result in what it needed to do, because it's a short-term approach. But what's unique about the people at Wall Street Bets and Reddit is that they have a long-term strategy. What is that long-term strategy? That long-term strategy is what we've been talking about on the podcast and specifics that we get into as far as fundamental analysis. I've been talking about fundamental analysis from the beginning on all the sports betting podcasts. Fundamental analysis is one of the main tenets is you study the corporate governance of a team. In this case, we're talking about a trainer. We're talking about an owner in horse racing. So you study the corporate governance other team, football is so the head coach, uh, the general manager. Uh, Mike Prestonizzi and I were talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he's, he's played for 20-something odd years, year, so he's actually part of the management. He calls half of the players. He authorizes which play is going to go. He'll do an audible, right? So he's the corporate government. So that's fundamental analysis that we're teaching. We're also teaching it here. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that before we get going, Coach Mike?
1: Well, Coach uh, Josh, I think you said a key thing a minute ago. People picked up on it. Our, our goal <laughs> is to convert people from short-term thinkers to long-term thinkers, and this between the two of us and the people watching and listening, well, oh, monetize
0: that and monetizing that, monetizing that. right?
1: That's it. Sometimes it's a very it's called a paradigm shift. You have to have some thinking in your head that says. Can I do this? How do I do it? Who's gonna do it with me? Who's gonna hold my hand? Who's gonna teach me? And do they know what they're talking about? And many times people are just afraid to, my words, not yours, pull the trigger. They're right. afraid to make, take a risk because they've been taught to be risk averse. And I've discovered over the years with a lot of clients and friends and family, there are times when you take a look at risk and say, okay, what's the reward? Remember the old saying, risk reward? What's the reward in this? And what you're talking about, Josh, you're looking at a much bigger picture. You're, you're helicoptering up to 5,000 feet and looking down at the entire field, the entire stadium. You don't, you can see everything moving. And a lot of people helicopter up to about three feet or six feet and go, I don't see anything coach Mike. What are you talking about? I said, you haven't helicoptered up high enough. And our goal in this podcast is to help people understand if you're willing we'll help you. If you're willing to helicopter up to 5,000 feet, we'll show you very high level views of what's going on. I think last uh, podcast, Josh, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up our skirts, but it was a bit prophetic because as we were talking about some things, look at what's happened in the news these last few days. I mean, a lot of, you know, what's broken loose and we're just here to comment on it. We're here to help people kind of work their way through.
0: Yeah. We're, we're defining things that aren't defined in the news that aren't defined in mainstream media and then nobody's defining it in school or business guys aren't telling you this and it's a short opportunity because life comes at you fast Mm -hmm. and you got to take advantage of situations in the moment to monetize them uh, to Mm -hmm. pay for gasoline to finish up playing uh, your mortgage uh, finish up getting your $3.5 million liquid for retirement and then your $3.5 million in uh, assets invested, right? Mm-hmm. That That's the point of what we're saying. So selective prosecution says that uh, you are prosecuted or held to consequence, not for any moral reason, right? or not necessarily for an ethical reason, not even for legal reason. It's because the sheriff or whatever ruling authority wants to or it's in their best interest to prosecute. Mm -hmm. And when it goes into our true crime story, the the story of maximum security, the story of Jason's service and George Navarro that we're going to talk to today, uh, they're doping horses to make X amount of money, but they weren't prosecuted until they tried to pull their stunt in Saudi Arabia and were busted by the Saudi cup that they didn't want to give up their money to this clown show, right? And perception. They thought they were getting away with it. Nobody knew anything. Everybody knew, but they were letting him, it's almost like uh, the girl or the woman who's with this guy and she's with the wrong guy. And We all know that at the end of the day, he's going to, whatever, he's going to attack her. And that whole relationship, right, is going to go down the toilet. But you don't say anything, because if you say something, you're the bad guy. She'll turn around and take it up on you, right? So that's how these guys were, Mm -hmm. until they got to Saudi Arabia, and they tested the horses, and they saw that the horses were spiked. And when they got back to the U.S., it was out of the shady, paid-off FBI guys into the international guys, and that's where they got in trouble. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. selective prosecution. It wasn't until uh, there was a willingness to get them in trouble, and they have been collecting evidence on this since 2013, and didn't arrest them until after the Saudi. Come. Yeah,
1: 2020. And when you withhold a purse of 20 million dollars that you've just won. <laughs> Something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. Something's rotten in Denmark, as we used to say. And again, we've said this for a long time, Josh. Follow the money. Follow the money. When you talk about monetizing things, I have a philosophy I try to follow called ELM, ethical, legal, moral. I really mean that. I try to keep everything ethical, legal, and moral. Now, some people say, Coach Mike, come on. You're idealistic. You live in a bubble, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I really don't because you and I, Josh, and others can smell phony. You can smell a con, right? And if you smell it and you start sensing, like your, your gut starts reacting, you say something's not right here. You should stop everything right down there and say, you know what, Josh, I don't think this is gonna work. I don't think we're a match. I'm gonna pass. Yeah. And you start saying no, you get closer to your yes, right? I know it's right. the same but the more you say no, the closer you get to your yes, You find better ELM opportunities,
0: and I I keep promising this, but I'll I'll make sure I'll do it in the next podcast. We're going to go A to Z, the horse racing industry. So we'll start with this because I think this is uh very important, and then we'll go into one of the horses that George Navarro, he's a horse trainer, horses he spiked. So we look at the money because it's what uh it's going so uh. Wall Street Bets did a a pump and dump scheme where they embarrassed uh, hedge funds into making mistakes and they monetized it for the populist movement. And the populist movement is that Mm -hmm. 35% of voters in each party, uh, the 35% of populist voters in the Republican party vote for Donald Trump and 35% of the populist voters in the Democratic party vote for Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and AOC, all right? So those are the populists. So this uh, this uh, GameStop, this Wall Street Bets, pump and dump that made a lot of money. Somebody put $200 in and came back with 10,000. A lot of people did that. A lot of people paid off their student loans, paid off their mortgages doing that, all right? And the people who did it, did it was a bipartisan, populist crowd that feels cheated, right? They feel that um, it's the old adage. And I, somebody told me this 30 years ago, and it's still true today. You, If you graduated from Harvard or Cornell or an Ivy League school, you never tell anybody. Because you could be talking to a two-year dropout at Arizona State who's 10 times more successful makes 10 times more money. So... There's not a correlation in intelligence between being a hedge fund manager, right? And being a guy like me, right? A guy who has an MBA, a guy who has securities licenses and graduated, and I have the the alumni side for the people watching the video uh, of the University of South Florida, which is accredited just as Duke, but it's not an Ivy League school. But my clients and I manage their money, they're all happy. Half of them want to refer me and I say no. Half of them wanna re- don't want to refer me because they wanna keep that secret for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I beat out some of that business, people $50 million liquid. I beat guys that graduated from an Ivy League school. So there's no correlation at all. And 95% of managers, right, um, are slipping, they're on a banana peel with their clients. Mm-hmm because 95% of the people polled are not happy with their current financial advisor. Some for valid reasons and some because the client is nuts, right? There's some people who don't matter how much money they have, you don't want them as a client because they're completely crazy. You, you want nothing to do with them. So, all right? Uh, what is the definition of a claiming race, a claiming horse? So I'm going to read it. Okay. And I want to know your thoughts, Coach Mike. Goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it says here, and I'm listening to the here in Del Mar because we're close to Del Mar. We'll follow those races with all the information we're giving you once that season starts in July. July, yeah. Simply put, if you enter your race in a claiming race, you're putting your horse up for sale, or a stipulated purchase price, all right. In Southern California, they are claiming races and prices as high as 100,000 and as low as 800,000. So somebody in the craze we have here in, in late, uh, February, uh, late January going into February 2021, a bunch of people took 200 bucks and made it into 10,000, right. Some people took 10,000, made it to 100,000, paid off their student loans. Very long term thinking thing. And it's not like the craze in 2000, the, the bubble, because it is a strategy. It's a shorting options strategy. Yeah. And long story short about options and what I've been saying from the beginning, the sports betting market is more legit, easier to figure out than the options and Wall Street market than these pump and dump and uh, options um, schemes, right? Where uh, long story short hedge fund had a strategy that emphasis on should be illegal, but it's not. Now the populist people are doing it. The regular poor to middle class people are doing it. And now they're asking the Biden administration to come in with FINRA and regulate. Now, people that have been watching the the live streams and listening to the podcast knows that I always have the FINRA book in front of me. So if I get raided, because I'm regulated, they can raid me at any time. They could go through all my books. But hedge funds like Jeffrey Epstein, that's a pedophile. He wasn't regulated. He could do whatever he want because he had uh, liberal... And he had conservative money that he was multiplying. And it's all about multiplying money like that. So when we talk about claiming, it's about multiplying money. Your thoughts kind of tying that all in, Coach Mike.
1: Well, you know, one thing you said a minute ago, you're talking about uh, the populist. You're talking about people. Let's say people like you and me and people watching and listening, okay? Somebody in our audience is saying, yeah, I I hear what you guys are saying, okay? Are you guys going to talk about how I can do that? Because I think that's what a lot of people want to know is, I call them Mr. Hand questions. How, how can I do that? Who do right. I talk to? Where can I go? When does this happen? Why did you do that? So the point you're making, Josh, is a good one. That is that you are a teacher. You, you've been a teacher since day one. You've learned from people. You learn from the wealthy down in Florida. You learn from your mom, learn from your dad. We learn Learned from, from the wealthy in California. <laughs> you learn from wealthy in California. You learn from left and right, okay? now Right, I'm not here, center, I'm, or people who don't care, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what your politics are. Business has principles. It's almost like the Bible has 10 commandments, right? It doesn't mean you have to have 646,000 laws. There's basically 10 commandments. You either agree with them or you don't. It's pretty simple. In business, you either agree with the business principles or you don't. If you want to be a radical and you want to be a find a parade and jump in front of it kind of guy, uh, good luck with that, okay? You're the kind of guy that says, I'm not going to jump in front of the parade until I've looked at the parade. I know my circumstance. I know my audience. I know my environment. I've studied it. I've done my due diligence. Now's the time to pull the trigger. And
0: and that's the thing about uh, you can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own. Like pump and dump right? Yeah. I, I do not agree with it, but do I use it to make money or do I use the fact that it's happened? Yeah. If I know that uh, I did it last week, right? Uh, everybody pumped Green Bay yeah, yeah, and their line was extorted against Tampa Bay, but I knew it was going to swing, right? I knew that uh, people are going to think that because they see Tom Brady and Rogers that a lot of points are going to be scored. But you think, you know, Tom Brady is 43 years old. Aaron Rodgers, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl? I can't think of it. It's been more than a decade since the last time I won. But people watch ESPN. I, you know, I don't watch ESPN. I don't watch the news. I make. I'm fortunate, lucky, and good that I, may, I have my own opinions. And Coach Mike and I, Person Easy, are old. So, <laughs> yeah. Older. So, yeah. And uh, – when we have a question about something, instead of Googling it, I might call Mike Restonisi and say, Mike, have you had this experience? Did you do something? I know Coach Coach Mike has had three kids. So if I have a kid, instead of something happens with a kid, instead of Googling it, I might say, oh, you know what? Coach Mike and Mary Jane had three kids. Maybe I'll call them. I'll ask Mary Jane, oh, when uh, Luciana was a baby, this happened, we're having a baby now. What's your opinion on it versus going to Google Or going to WebMD and figuring out what to do. So, exactly, exactly. So, everything we talk about here is for you to monetize and make money. All right. Yeah. So, we're gonna talk about uh, a few laws of crime. Okay. Because when I was uh, eighteen, my mom naive because she didn't know she didn't know what was going on, but she threw me out of the house and I went into the hood. And in the hood, I learned the laws of crime. I never committed crimes but I knew the laws, right? Uh, and one of them is don't commit two crimes at the same time. The other one is uh, don't commit two crimes at the same time and don't get high on your own supply. Otherwise known in chapter 12 of Romans, don't be too into your own conceit that you uh anger the lord so it's the same same thing so george navarro broke these Mm -hmm. uh, basic one one is the law of the hood right yeah and one is a law of the hood as well but it's a universal law that's even uh referenced in the bible so george navarro had this horse by the name of starship jubilee right so why did, in the criminal mind of George Navarro, and let's start with his story, all right? And then uh, I'll stop after we talk a little bit about his story. Uh, let uh, Mike Persanisi give his take on it, and then we're going to talk about an actual horse that illustrates yeah. uh, the expedition. Expect uh, investment. And when we talk about making money, this is exactly what we're talking about but doing it in a way that's ethical, legal, and moral, right, and you can repeat it because when you can repeat a business move, right, that makes it legitimate. If able to be consistent, scale and long-term, have your house paid off, have your student loans paid off, right, and, uh, and I always say that people that they say that money doesn't buy happiness, they don't know where to shop. So George Navarro began his career as a hot walker and groom for his stepfather trainer, Julian Kinnett, after launching his own training career in Florida in 2010. So I'll stop there. And I have a good book read, uh, written by a classmate of mine that I recommend everybody called the Cigar City Mafia. Well, this week, the end, uh, next week, first week of February, it's in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, the Tampa, Florida Mafia consists of the Marcello family in New Orleans, and we'll have a link to the book on the episode notes. Mm-hmm. The family eventually can, came to control the whole Gulf Coast. And combined with the Luciano family of New York and the head capo in Tampa, Santo Tranficante. and his fame was his relationship with the Kennedy family. And he's rumored to be the one who ordered the hit on John F. Kennedy. Right. So, and again, we have direct evidence. I actually fed these people at some point so when you say uh, Julian Cadet in Florida, we're talking about the Bad Boys Farm in Ocala, Florida, yeah. Yeah. run by an offshoot of those two families, right? They're a little higher up. The Chiano family is a little higher up, a little higher than the Gambino family. who got permission to go down there, uh, led by John Gotti, and now currently led uh, at least I think he's leading it or at least he's high up there with somebody else with John Gotti Jr. Now, all this stuff that I'm mentioning, all these items that I'm mentioning are either direct evidence or in the newspapers or in public records. There's no uh, insider information that they would get mad at me for. This is all stuff that you can look public. up yourself. on no uh, public. Yeah. public information on the internet. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay? So there's a direct link to the mob, right? Like the where it is with Barstool Sports, Penn National, you know, you know sports betting. Your thoughts, Coach Mike? Well, you know, we talked about last
1: week uh, Jason Service. And one thing that hit me as you were talking, I'm, I'll be 69 in March, so I'm pretty close to his age. He's 63. And you said that somehow Jason Service got some bad juju or he got some bad advice and he took it. And now guess what? He's sitting in a jail cell at age 63 years of age. Right. You know, now I hope someone in our listening audience or our viewing audience is thinking, you know, I I hang around some people that aren't always, uh, what's the term, up and up? Right. Maybe now is the time to consider severing those relationships or pulling back because you don't want to end up like Jason Service at 63 years of age, sitting in a jail cell because- oh, yeah. I can give you a lot of money. You're going to be happy the rest of your life. Okay. What do I sign? We'll just sign your soul away.
0: Right. So That's let me throw this at you. you're a successful horse trainer, and you know that these horses are being spiked. You're spiking them so much that they're dying. Yeah. And because so many horses are dying, uh, the eyebrow of the ultra right, right, ultra left, super rich, PETA people, now their eye rates are perked. Eyebrows of pork, right? Um, Isn't it time to quit? Is is, is this a long-term strategy? It's pumping horses. You have a long career. You've been in the middle. You haven't been great. You haven't been bad. Now you're making millions of dollars in the last two years. Do you get out, right? Do you get out and say, "Hey, you know what? Um, Pumping horses, spiking it with steroids, hanging around with George Uh, Navarro—is this good for my long-term future, or is it time?" for me to get out.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught in that conundrum and they say, I'm in too deep or it's too late or whatever. And what does the good book say? Bad company corrupts good morals. (laughs) Right. I think Jason Service started out as a guy who really loved horses. He was a horse trainer. He was like the horse whisperer. He was a genius. He knew horses. And then one day, somebody said, hey, do you ever think about doing this? And his first reaction was like a moral, no, I would never do that. And then the guy said, well, yeah, but if you do this and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, Jason, his, his mind started to turn to the dark side. And the first thing, he tried it, You guess what? The horse won. And then the second time, the third. So we're you and I are being, we're a clarion call. I've got a red shirt on. This is like a red flag to a bull. hey, hey. <laughs> don't want to do that if you've got these people in your life get rid of them you get out of their lives and sometimes it takes a something like a conversion to faith or it takes a real come to god kind of moment to say i'm with the wrong crowd you're in the hood you said you didn't commit any crimes but you sure watched them and you were around them and you knew them right and you were one step away from getting sucked into it
0: well they knew right because of my uh, attitude they knew not to commit any crimes in front of me, right? Uh, I have a horrible story. I have two good friends of mine who were burglarized and the criminal said, don't look at us because we'll shoot you. And they both looked and shot him in the head. It kind of the worst thing because they survived and they have have brain damage. They might even listen to the podcast. I don't want to bring out trauma. I I won't mention their names, but they knew because of the way I conducted myself not to commit any crimes in front of me but they gave me wisdom right mm-hmm. the wisdom of the crime don't commit two crimes at the same time mm-hmm. don't get high on your own supply mm-hmm. so you're committing these crimes you're pumping horses right and, and we'll give you an example right so george navarro started as a hot walker and groomed for his stepfather julian Kenneth in florida 2010 and we just said they're part of the gambino luciano and marcello family from new orleans that for those watching your honor uh with uh the guy from breaking bad right that's the marcello family that they're talking about in that mm-hmm. in that tv series yeah. 2010 so he's a hot walker groom for his stepfather the trainer and as a result of him uh, spiking and pumping horses, he has earnings of $34 million, right? $34 million in earnings. And remember, 3.5%. Um, $3.5 million assets and then $3.5 million liquid, you can retire, mm. right? So, They committed two crimes at the same time by the crimes that they were committing in the U.S. They went ahead and they tried to commit them in Saudi Arabia. When it comes to, you always have to know what your surroundings are. And it's interesting when you look at George Navarro's background, he had been to Dubai Right. And he had won a couple races in, in Dubai, but he had gone by himself. He hadn't taken George Service. George Service had the two best years of his career in the last two years. So
1: oh, Jason, Jason Service? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So why was that? Uh, Mike Christine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were see. spiking horses. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Right? Talking about true crime, true crime horse race. Uh George Navarro's career and Jason Service's career didn't start making millions upon millions of dollars until the last two to three years, right? And it didn't get caught until they went to Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. committing two crimes at the same time. And at the same time, all these horses started dying in uh, Santa Anita. Los Alamitos, mm-hmm. Del Mar. Is there a correlation? Correlation to what? What are your thoughts, Mike Prestonese? Well, the first thing that happens is
1: just like you're talking about these doping, it's like for some of us back in the day, money or drugs or women or gambling was our drug, which is but, really the yeah. We worshiped it. We would do literally anything. I remember one time Tom Hanks said in an interview, I would sell my soul for Steven Spielberg. Whoa. Wow. Why? Because he's this great movie maker and Tom Hanks is a great movie star. So there's a match there, right? And the correlation is these guys are doping these horses. They're blinded to what they're doing, A, and B, they've forgotten their first love, Josh. They forgot their passion. Their passion was, like Jorge Navarro was a hot walker. He would cool a horse down, all right? Right. He loved horses. He was an animal lover. But all of a sudden, somebody got into his brain and said, look, man, there's a lot of money in these big horsepower guys. You should be doing this and that and this and that.
0: You can be rich in five years. But They, They saw all this money, right? They saw this money. They're putting in the hard work, and they're getting none of the money
1: walking a horse for what maybe 20 bucks an hour whatever they pay him 25 who knows and he sees a guy drive up in a, a monster rod he gets out with this three-piece vest, vested suit and cigars and women on his hand, ju- jewelry all over his hands he's betting 50 grand on a horse and a guy says how'd you like to do that kid okay now i'm a kid from michigan you're from part of uh, florida and that's 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 a real draw and the draw is it draws you to a place where yeah, so it's illegal, but look at the money, look at the women, look at the lifestyle, and we—the correlation is you get you get trapped, you get bought into something, and you can't get out. And once the horses started dying, uh, Josh, if you and I were coaching them, we just said, "Guys, why are these horses dying?" Well, you know, they were overrun, or they were no, no, no. You're pumping drugs them. You're kill. You're the killer. You're murdering right. horses, for right. what? For money. <laughs> You're gonna stand before God one day and say, you know, yeah, I killed a bunch of horses for a lot of money, but you know, I, I should be right next to you in your kingdom, right? God's gonna what? what?
0: Remember How's what it? we said in the beginning, right, about uh white collar crime, right? There's too many crimes being committed too, too
1: many crimes to watch them.
0: So in in what we'll do is uh, the next podcast, we'll get into detail into the crimes that Jason service and morning tomorrow. George Navarro we're doing, but we get into the whys, right? Mm -hmm. Why is this whole thing with Wall Street bets, with GameStop, where people are making all this money and sticking it to the man, right? Why and how did George Navarro come from a hot walker to $39 million? Mm -hmm. Why did maximum security, which we mentioned a few times here, be $12,000 and end up as a, again, that same number, $39 million horse. Right. And right. how can you make that type of money, but without committing crimes, without doing something unethical, ethical and moral? We're teaching you that here with business and financial concepts. And one that's been a theme of the podcast in the beginning that I'll hammer in, right, is arbitrage. And I have it straight from the book here, which is uh, arbitrage spelled R-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. And the reason I'm giving you the specific definition of it it's because i've heard it in media a few times mm-hmm. and it's been completely marred and completely altered in order to fool you to mm-hmm. take your money and give you the wrong definition of this so you don't you're not able to monetize so that's arbitrage mm-hmm. it's a simultaneous purchase and sale of the same or related securities to take advantage of a market inefficiency. So being able to recognize this and doing it on a consistent basis gets you those Jason Service, George Navarro, GameStop, Robin Hood results, ethically, legally, morally, legally. It's executing that. You don't have to do any funny business. So you you get into the mind of a criminal you get to the mind of George Navarro, which we'll do. He got to the point where he's like, I'm going to pump every freaking horse I can get into it, right? Mm-hmm. And that leads to, And we'll talk about his criminal mind next week. We'll get into the criminal mind of George Navarro. But hearing him say that, and I didn't hear him say it, but it was good writing because what I read, George Navarro saying that, and these were the core trainers of maximum security, I think ended up either winning. He won one of the crazy 2020 pandemic um, triple crown races. Hmm. Went from a claiming horse we defined from twelve thousand to thirty nine million. Hmm. They were trained by George and uh, Jason Service, and they've been indicted for a lot. And we'll get into the indictment and we'll get into the crimes they committed next week, as we've laid the foundation for who they are. Right. And we're giving you a lot of the whys as we dig deeper into the crime part of it. But you know now, right, the difference between selective prosecution, the difference between regulations, the difference between criminal activity, right, and uh, criminal activity that the sheriff, law enforcement, Want to pursue, right? And hold people con you know consequences for and not. You've learned from the hood, right? Don't commit two crimes at the same time. Because the second crime is when they went to Saudi Arabia and got busted. That's when selective prosecution caved in on them, right? It's almost like the people who rushed the Capitol. They're arresting the ringleaders. They're not arresting people who went to the Capitol, trespassed, and they were like on vacation, and they just walked around. They're arresting the people who, right, were the ringleaders. They committed two crimes at the same time. They went to the Capitol, and they were a ringleader at the Capitol. The guy who put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, he was committing two crimes at the same time. Not only was he in the Capitol, but he was in Nancy Pelosi's desk with his feet on his desk. So yeah. he was committing two crimes at the same time, Yeah. all right? Yeah. So those are very, very important lessons. But then we'll get into the mind of criminals, because most smart criminals, they live amongst us and they do not get caught. Then you have a different type of person that knowing my person easy so long, We would call them criminals but they're not people who are necessarily violating the law they're violating moral laws they're doing things that's just flat out wrong Mm -hmm. they're taking advantage of people they're doing uh very unethical things like hedge fund managers (laughs) hedge fund manager taking exorbitant Mm -hmm. salaries for doing nothing and they're taking advantage of the little guy they make the little guy hold the bag and now they're mad because they're holding the bag and they're not supposed to hold the bag but you're holding the bag and that's business it's an investment you risk reward right sometimes we'll take a loss on a client because long term it's better it's, it's it's the best it's the best uh, right. way to go right your thoughts on that coach mike well and
1: a lot of times you tell a client i've i've had this happen to me you've had it happen to you where you tell a client you know josh i I just don't think that's a viable option for you I, I would not i can't get behind that recommended why not coach mike i'm gonna do it i feel like i and all of a sudden your passion and your compassion and your zeal come out and i say wait 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 let's let's not let our emotions now i'm from italian background you're from cubano, cubano background so we have emotions that are there right we're not denying right. emotions but we can't let our emotions override our brains to say well yeah i feel good really good about this The numbers don't add up. And what you've taught me over the years, Josh, and I thank you for it, is you have to look at the numbers. You have to do your due diligence. What is it you say? Know your environment. Know your surroundings. Know as much as you can. Know more than most people in the room. So when someone asks a question and somebody else goes to answer it, you don't jump up and say, that's wrong. You let them put their foot in their mouth. and As they're eating their kneecap, you say, no, that's not the right answer.
0: So oh, Yeah, and you're waiting for other people to make mistakes. That's the Andy Reid strategy. He's, yeah, you know, so. exactly. So yeah. we'll close with this. We'll, sc- we'll close with Starship Jubilee, Starship which Jubilee. is, is <laughs> a Jason Service, uh, George Navarro horse. And then no. let me know your thoughts at the end here. Uh, Starship Jubilee is a retired American thoroughbred horse who was named the 2019 Canadian Horse of the Year. Horse of the recording year. three stakes, including the grade one, Taylor Stakes, and the Canadian Champion Female Turf Horse. Starship Jubilee was bred in Florida. All right, was bred at the Bad Boys Farm. You can call him the Gambino Gambino Farm. (laughs) And began her racing career in 2017 when she was claimed by Tino Attar for $16,000. She has since won graded races both in Canada and the United States over $2 million. And the horse was trained by George Navarro and Jason Service. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes about his career and we'll get to the end. I think that's pretty much the end there. Other than let's see how much this horse is worth. This horse was bought for $12,000 by uh, people associated with George Navarro and Jason Service. And currently, this horse is worth, let's go 2020, horse is worth uh, $2,093,000, was bought for $16,000 by George Navarro and Jason Service, and... Uh, Sold for two million nine hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason they pumped them; those horses with drugs and steroids, right? Mike Persini. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good profit. not bad, is it? That's not bad. Look at the percentage of, the, of that profit. We got you five hundred and seven, or you know, close to five hundred and seventy percent. Betting on sports, just using my picks that I'm giving up for free using what we just read there arbitrage right mm-hmm. uh saw people pumping and dumping and making money on it on the green bay game but these guys did a legal activity for this percentage and let's see what that percentage is oh yes it's off the chain now you and i we got that sports betting stuff um, legally <laughs> yeah We don't have to worry about looking or or committing two crimes at the same time because we're not committing any crime. Well,
1: and you said something that we've talked about a few times on previous podcasts, and that is that right now a lot of information is given for free, and at some point down the road that's probably going to change, right? Because value is great, and anytime you have great value, you charge for that. So just. It's not like we're gonna charge tomorrow, but be prepared down the road, thinking longer term, there will be some charges for some data and some information, right? Because that's the value we bring to people. And I had a conversation just the other day with a guy uh, in the ADA consulting where he was an attorney. And I was talking with him on the phone, Josh. And I said to him, I said, I have to give you some disclosure here. I'm a lot older than I sound. He, he <laughs> couldn't, right? He thought I was a young man, like 40 something. Said, no, I'll be 69 in March. He was no kidding. I said, Yeah, I've been around a long time. I just sound young. I don't know. It's a gift from God. But <laughs> well, the point was that as we were talking, he said, So you're not an attorney, are you? I said, No. I, I never sat for the bar. I've never really taken any classes per se, a couple of business law classes. But when you hang around attorneys, you hang around the law for 15, 20 years. You start learning words and phrases and you start seeing trends and you start understanding things. And I think one thing you bring to the table, probably more than most quote unquote financial planners or advisors is you help people start planning their life. People say, well, here, Josh, I have this much money and I, am in this tax bracket, I do this for a living. Here's what I want to do. How can I get there? And your first question is, well, where do you want to go? You know, I remember years ago I talking to a friend of mine. Why am I going to New York? Or so go, just go Northeast from California. I said, Do you have an address? I said, well, You need an address, a city, state, and zip code. It's the same through in life and financial planning and business. You need to have a map, a roadmap. We talk about goals from time to time. How many people write down their goals, their smart goals, right? Very few. Why? Because they're afraid if they write them down, they might actually achieve them
0: right no in 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 bottom line right uh arbitrage and executing arbitrage is doing what they did so it's 130 percent,
1: one hundred thirty thousand percent
0: right and but there was a lot of you know mouths to feed with that money including the irs and then now it's going to increase with the biden administration capital gains taxes but uh that's why they did it exponential growth they pumped and they were getting away with it because of what? Okay, so they were pumping and dumping, or no, pumping and dumping is what uh, hedge fund managers, Portnoy, Penn National, all of them are doing yeah. legally. I feel, and I, and I know uh, Coach Mike, my for Sinister for a while, he pro- probably feels that pumping and dumping is unethical, right, borderline immoral, right? And probably should be illegal, but it's not. And they're doing it all the time. That's pumping and dumping. Uh, This was pumping horses with steroids. Horses are dying at an exponential rate higher because their stories are getting better. And the ones that live are winning horses, are winning races and making them a lot of money, a lot of exponential growth. And the reason they were not caught is because the FBI agents were paid off Regulators were paid off, city council people, uh, county board of supervisors, all of them paid off for selective prosecution. Yep. And it all came crashing down when they violated the rule that I learned from the hood, which is don't commit two crimes at the same time. And I would submit they're making a third uh, error. Uh, which is in the Bible don't uh, be behind your conceit I'm gonna get the Bible which I always have handy and I'll yeah. read that exact first and let me know your thoughts in the meantime yeah. uh, Mike Christine.
1: yeah you know it's interesting as you were talking Josh and I I try to listen to the theme one of the themes that you have here is greed you know and I think they've done movies about greed is good and there's lot nothing's wrong with money and blah, blah, blah I think the Bible even says that The love of money is the kind of root of all kinds of evil. Now, there's nothing wrong with money in and of itself, but I think when people start worshiping and making an idol, they lose track and lose focus of what their purpose is here on planet Earth. And I know for a fact that my my purpose for a long time has been to live a good godly life, love my wife, raise my children, help my grandchildren, and help my clients with an idea that I'm actually helping them. And not just, you know, lip service or you're a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. Because sometimes, and you've had to do this before too, you have to employ tough love. You know, what's your enforcement mechanism we talked about last week and the week before? What enforcement mechanisms do you have? And mine was always, (laughs) well, if you're in my house, they're my rules. And I'm sorry if you don't like that. You're either going to have to learn to like it or we're going to have to have a talk. And I think a lot of times, even with clients, sometimes you have to have tough love to say, please don't make this mistake. Please don't make this foolish decision. I, I can't support it. I can't get behind it. I don't think there's enough evidence to support you doing it, but you feel you want to do it. And you have to ask people, why? Why, why is this driving passion? And finally, they'll break. Sometimes they'll break and tell you the pressure of life, my wife, uh, my socioeconomic standing, my education, whatever it is. So my my word to the listening and viewing audience is get people around you that can speak into your life. Let them speak into your life, listen to them. Listen to learn, don't listen to argue. That's my advice to some people today. Listen to learn and don't listen to argue, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it goes uh, both ways. This way, because sometimes you have to terminate everything yeah. before the argument uh, comes in.
1: Twelve, starting in verse two, it says, "Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." And I think a lot of times people get they get conned, or they're they're not strong enough to fight some temptation, so they get kind of put into this mold. They get cast in this, the mold of this world, and that's what happens to a lot of people their mind has to be renewed every day. You have to renew your mind every day. I do every day. I have to do a lot of work. I pray, I read, I talk to people, I listen to people and I keep my mind active because once your mind starts going, you're in trouble. And I think
0: that's, that's, that's the problem, right? It happened with George service and, uh, happened with George service and George, uh, servant George Navarro Jorge mm-hmm. Navarro yeah. was that once they started making the money right uh, then they got high on their own supply they got high on their own uh, conceit mm-hmm. okay and yeah. they did not renew their mind right right so it's actually... Uh, verse 16, chapter 12, verse 16. And it's funny because I was reading this to a client and uh, I had the Bible at my desk. So, mm. and I took the Bible to read something. So, you always have to have a backup Bible.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And the backup Bible says, Be of the same mind with one another, mind not high things, but be consistent. Can condense to the men of low state and do not be wise in your own conceits. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, big lesson here, right? As far as crime is concerned. Because this is the other thing, too. At one point in time, it was a crime to be a Christian. So even though there's nothing moral or, or legally wrong with being a Christian, uh, Mike Pristinisi, and I would argue it was a crime to be a Christian, especially during those times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is a great lesson, right? Uh, if you are going to be committing crimes and mistakes, right? Because this is about true crime. George Navarro did, right? Um, in the beginning part of that verse, it taught might not hide things, but be condensed to men of low estate. So what that means, the former hot walkers, tip them. Yeah, uh, The people around tip them because they're the ones who are going to keep their mouth shut to the FBI. If you anger all those people and you disassociate from all those people, all those people are now... Going to rat you out. You're going to make the FBI case stronger. You're going to shoot video. There's video of Jason Service shot mm-hmm. by underlings and people that okay. used to be him, right? Yeah. So very important. Again, don't commit two crimes at the same time. So instead of minding, you're making all this money. Remember, he got high in his own conceit. He said, "I'm going to pump every horse." We'll get into next week. We're going to pump every horse we can yeah. with steroids yeah. and make that money. So what was he doing? He was violating this. He was yeah. minding high things and he was not paying attention to the little men who are now testifying. They cannot get the mountain of evidence they have without getting it from people around him who he treated badly. How do I know that? Because people clamp their mouths, right? when you treat them good and when you share the wealth, great wealth they had with them. And do not be wise in your own conceit. So when he's saying, I'm going to pump every horse with steroids or whatever, he's being high in his own conceit.
1: Yeah. He's
0: that's violating true. Uh, laws
1: no, that's of true. the crime world. That's true. And the other thing too, you know this from experience, Josh, you know, it's, the Bible says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I would, That's why. I would much rather tip a waitress 15-20%. I'd like to know what her first name or his first name is. Why? Right. We're human beings. We're, we're we're kind of hanging out together here on planet Earth. I'm no better than them. They're no better than me. But a lot of people get this attitude. They got a few bucks in their pocket and they think they're better than somebody and they communicate that.
0: Especially if you're going to see them again. Especially if
1: you're going to see them again and again and again. And all of a sudden it gets to be it's almost like what they call the Chinese water toilet drip 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 on your forehead after 50 60 drips you're going to start losing your mind because you can't take that and a lot of people snap so I I I wish and here's my my sincere wish for people watching and viewing our podcast if you are a person who would like someone to help you or needs someone to help you or someone to talk to especially this COVID-19 thing. A lot of people, Josh, are depressed. They're very much needing someone to talk to. Uh, Reach out to us. We'll be happy to talk to you.
0: Yes. If there's any uh, couple of people you could talk to who are trained, my wife's a psychotherapist. Yeah. Uh, Coach Mike, Mike Persinista has a counseling degree. Uh, We have a lot of experience, a lot of clients we're successful you're not talking you know sometimes people go get help and they do great time you gotta disassociate the the message from the messenger sometimes yes Yes. uh but that you're 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 feeling bad for them the people that are giving the help uh my person and i live in nice places we have great spouses we're doing well financially so we're able to have the time to give you the attention you need if you are going through a situation. And also, mm-hmm. uh, I make two mistakes before breakfast. So who am I to judge anybody for anything? And mm-hmm. we always keep secrets. And we do not gossip. So I'm more than happy to help anyone at any time. And you're not special. We help anybody we can.
1: Yeah. Yes, Absolutely.
0: But back to true crime, George Navarro. Uh, these guys didn't want anybody to help them. They didn't want that. They don't want the, the life's knowledge, right? So that's, they violated that, what says in the good book and what they say in the hood, right? Don't commit two crimes at the same time. Don't get high on your own supply. Mm-hmm. It's not just if you're a coke guy using coke or if you're a marijuana guy using marijuana. It's being arrogant enough to do it and get caught. And that's why they got caught. And next week, we'll get deeper into uh, George Navarro and Jason Service and exactly the crime they committed. But we got the whys, right? Uh, $39 million for George Navarro, mainly in the last two, three years. Uh, $39 million. $3.5 million you can retire liquid with assets and with liquid money, actual money. And the purpose is exponential growth, and we gave you arbitrage, which is a business and financial concept that you can use yourself for exponential growth. And man, that's a hell of a podcast, Coach <laughs> Mike. Great information. Last words.
1: I, I picture myself, Josh. I mean this humbly and sincerely. I picture myself as a listener or viewer, thinking. I'm a man of, let's say, 35 years of age, a wife and two kids, have a mortgage, have a job, but I don't really have someone in my life that can speak into my life, and I think what we did today was kind of bare our soul a bit to say, you know, we're guys that want to help people, and it sounds funny, but a lot of things- You want to help
0: some people, right? If you're a pedophile, we don't want to help you. Well, yeah. (laughs)
1: help you go to jail maybe <laughs>
0: exactly exactly so, you, you yeah. want to give you information you can use yeah. that you can monetize yes today tonight yeah yeah It will want to help the right people yes
1: and i think what we're doing with this whole idea of horse racing true crimes the analog analogies of business I mean, if you ever go to the racetrack, and maybe we'll talk about this, going to a racetrack, getting a racing form, and reading all that data in the racing form, race by race, it's overwhelming. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's overwhelming. And yet you want to bet. And you right. are so motivated to bet. And when you do it, you lose. It's like, how could I lose? I read the racing form. Well, there's 12 horses in the race. And a lot of times life is like, I've got 12 horses in this race. No, you you can't have 12. You got to have one, maybe two, possibly three. Okay, three, that's max. And people that have eight, 10, 12 horses in a race, you know, (laughs) says in the good book, an an unstable man is unstable all his ways. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. So hopefully as we go through some of this, we can give you some ideas on, and we're going to get into it in in the racing season. Uh, some ways to help you get rid of maybe some horses in your uh, stable, if you will.
0: And I Absolutely. absolutely, We'll get into the true crime and the wise and to use business and financial concepts to make money now, to use fundamental analysis, yeah. to get the returns people are getting with GameStop right now and with uh, Wall Street Bets, right? Yes. We always close with Winston Churchill because uh, all this information we're giving away for free, A lot more valuable information than what you can pay for. And Winston Churchill said to get us through World War II, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Horse Racing and True Crime Series.